Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, thanks for joining me again. I'm delighted to be joined by Jane Ferrer today. And I hopefully, Jane, did I get that right? You did, yeah. If we want to be really French about it, we go Ferrer, but yeah, Ferrer works just fine, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, Jane, thanks for coming along. Jane is an expert in career coaching for senior HR professionals. So it's obviously a hot topic, and I'm really looking forward to diving into it. So Jane, thanks for coming along today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me, Ben. I appreciate yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. I've, I've listened to a couple of episodes, and they're they're really uh, really interesting. So, oh, so I'm you. I'm amongst some great people. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about your background and how you got into this uh, world of career coaching for HR? Well, I came into the this by accident, really. In 2017, I experienced redundancy not once, but twice in the wow. period of a year. Yeah. So the first one was not, was much my choice really. So I'd been, at, I've been working at British Airways actually for almost 20 years. And I was just thinking, do you know what, at some point working in HR, you know that at some point the ax is going to fall on yeah. you yeah. or the guillotine is going to come you so I thought you know what when it came to me I thought this is my opportunity to um to kind of take that leap of faith and step out into the world and not just be known as Jane from British Airways so I took voluntary redundancy from there and you know looking at the aviation sector right now it's probably quite I'm quite glad that I did yeah um and I thought I'd have some time off, but almost a month later, I actually got headhunted by Leon Restaurants as their first head of training. So I was, I had a big training background, um, lots of training experience. Um, and I went to Leon and started in the May. And by December of that year, that role had become redundant. So I, that was a very wow. different experience of redundancy for me. It was very quick. It was, you know, I got an invitation to a meeting on the Friday and the conversation was your job doesn't exist go home write a handover come back on Monday with your keys your laptop and your mobile phone wow. and that will be your last day and that was a couple of weeks before Christmas so very very different experiences and I at the I sort of took some time off and in the new year I started looking for jobs and I just thought I, I had some success. I had lots of interviews and I just thought I don't want to do really deep down. I don't want to do any of these jobs. I want to go and work for myself and I want to go and see if I can make this thing work. And I'm still at an age where I, you know, I've got time and kind of what's the worst that could happen. So that's when I decided to set up my consultancy because I, what I've got is the experience of HR from a consultant from a recruiting point of view from a uh, what are we looking for from a talent perspective and also I've got really recent experience in the job market so bringing those two things together is is really quite special and quite magical and not yeah. something that all career coaches can offer yeah it's a nice blend actually all that knowledge rolled into one yeah so what kind of consulting do you do or coaching do you do and how do you help your clients I really help them get clear on first of all 
what is it they want to do? What you what I found, and I found this with myself as well, is if you think about a ship and a ship just changes course by one degree over the, you know, one degree every single day, you can end up going in a completely different direction. And what happens either because their role is no longer exists, like like me, or they've just woken up one day and gone, what the hell am I doing? How did I end up here? And it's and and I think I help them kind of get back on track, get back on course. So we always start by looking at their values. You know, actually, what's really important to you? Let's take a step back from what job do you want? What's really important to you? And then let's think about, you know, where were the last roles that those values were nourished, were fed? Um, and then let's think about, so what is your target market? So let's think about the types of organizations that you want to work with. Let's think about, you know, lo- location used to be a thing. It's less of a thing now because of because of COVID and it really doesn't matter where you are for yeah. most jobs. Um, and then thinking about how does the organizational culture reflect your values and is there a match there? And once you've got that sorted and then thinking about what's the types of things that you have achieved throughout your career you put those together and then people are looking in a completely different market generally so I just help them to get really clear on kind of mapping out what's their map to either getting out of this role that they've suddenly found themselves in that they you know are going how the hell do they end up here or I suddenly found myself you know the world is my oyster and I really don't know where to start I'm completely overwhelmed with it so we just kind of help them to create a map to to move forward absolutely makes sense and if people look back over their career there'll be different jobs and experiences that they've enjoyed more than others and there are probably things that they can take from that to help guide them in the next step is that fair to say yeah I call it um I call it that zone of genius so I see you know those you know Cal Newport in his I don't know if you've read his book Deep Work he talks about being in flow So he talks about being in this, you know, you're so deeply ingrained in something that it kind of doesn't feel like work. You're just flowing. And I call this my, you know, it's, you know, your zone of genius. So it's almost like, where are you operating or what type of work are you doing where you're just in flow? It doesn't feel like work. You are able to bring your best self to work each day. You're able to do you're able to do work that sort of showcases your talents every single day. You know, I've I've been in jobs where it's like, I've had fantastic achievements, but I've hated every minute of it. (laughs) And that subconsciously, when you're certainly when you're in an interview that comes out. So if you're, if you're enjoying the work that you do, that's generally your strength. So I really sort of focus on how, what are your strengths? What are your values? Yeah because people will read that and they'll want, if you're in that zone where you're just on fire, people want that. Mm. That's quite right. I can remember being in one HR role and I was traveling around basically making people redundant. So it fits the theme that we've been discussing, but I remember walking to one office and I I did notice a couple of people that they ducked their heads. Basically they saw me coming and there was this sort of (laughs) physical reaction. They saw me, there's that guy. Is that because they, they thought you, they were going to be next. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it, it wasn't filling me full of confidence or uh, love for that particular job at that time anyway. But so, yeah. yeah. And what's the sort of end result for people when they go through a process with you? What happens on the other side? So they secure their dream role. So so different things happen. And, and success is really how my client defines their success. 
So it's, it's, I've had clients who have been in roles, I've been on holiday, came back and they've said to me, I've resigned. <laughs> so wow. I, wanna, I now realize that I need to spend like, you know, finding a job is a full-time job. So I need to give it a hundred percent of my attention. And um, they've built up, uh, you know, a, a cushion, a financial cushion to kind of help them through it. Yeah. Um, and they are giving this a hundred percent and they've actually secured higher paying roles in organizations that are just more in tune with what they want to do in, in the world. Um, I've it. had, I've worked with some clients who are, who were very keen. There's one particular lady who straight off was telling me, I need part-time, I need part-time, I need part-time. And I was like, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually let's, let's, you're leading with that, which is almost like you're leading with, um, and this is going to kind of sound wrong, but it's almost like you're leading with a problem because you're not, you're leading with what you require rather than what you bring to an organization. Yeah, yeah. And she actually found a role. She was very keen on nutrition and health, um, so some alternative health. She actually found a role part-time working exactly the hours that she wanted um, and needed. And um, in an organization that was just completely aligned with you know, where she was and her beliefs and her values. And she was just, that happened within four weeks. Yeah. Wow. That is fast. And that would have been, that would have felt good for you for sure. And yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, it's, that's my, that's where I get my sort of pleasure. It's almost like this, you know, I'm, if ever you think, am I doing the right thing? When you see your clients get results, you're thinking, yes, I am. I'm just making a difference. I'm yeah. making a difference to my clients. I love watching a, a running race or a tennis match or something. And at, at the end when they've won, you know, they run across to their coaches and they give them a big hug yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like yeah. And it's, and it, they can always call me. So particularly if, if they're in a job, um, if they're, you know, they could, they're, they can't talk to people in their organizations. They generally can't talk to their boss. They can't talk no. to their teammates. I'm almost that confidant that they can talk to about, you know, I've got, oh my God, I've got this interview or, oh my God, they've called me back for interview number two, or I've got an offer. Can I talk to you about the offer? Because they can't <laughs> talk to other, they can't talk to anyone in their work about it because they, they know it will be, you know, Chinese whispers through the organization. Yeah. 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 Career coaching or consulting in general, it's often how long is a piece of string and it's, it's hard for clients or customers to understand what they're going to get. So how do you structure your coaching services and programs? So I offer a 10 week one-on-one um, -on -one program with my clients right. and I've outlined each week. So for me, what worked for me was having a, um, momentum in my job search so actually being really clear about um what the, i take my clients through a clear process so we look at you know is um what are your you know what are your values and let's figure out what they are and how they have been fed or not in the past and then people it's that exercise just helps people to realize that even though their gut feeling was that job was terrible for me, but I couldn't quite understand why, very often they'll say, oh my God, now I completely get why I wasn't performing at my best in that job, or that just wasn't the job for me. It's because there was a complete lack of alignment with them and the organization, their values, yep. whatever. The second week we look at target market. So we build on that and we think about, you know, if you were, um, 
an organization marketing a product, this is almost your, if you were introducing a new product to market, you'd identify your group of customers who would need your product. So the same is true in a job hunting sense. You are now the product. Who are you selling yourself to? Um, and just getting really you know, getting really clear on that, because this is all about how do you save time later on? How do you be more targeted and more focused in your job search? Because people go out and think, I don't mind. I'll work for anybody. I'll do anything. And it's like, then you, then you, that's no, it's no, like, no, no, you're wasting so much time. It's like really focus on that. And we spend a couple of weeks just, just creating a database of achievements. So actually getting my clients to think back over their career and just articulate what they have done. And this is where HR people really struggle because what a lot of them say is, I was just doing my job, um, or, well, I, you know, I put this strategy together, or I did this 2P transfer, and it's like, okay, so what? Um, yeah. And it's that so what question that I am great at asking my clients, it's like, so what did that mean to the business? And again, this is where HR people are generally some people are great, generally not great at translating what they do into the language of the business. Yeah, the, so yeah. okay, transfer. So what did that save for the organization? You know, translate that into an amount of money. Um, you know, if you reduced absence by how much did you reduce absence? So what does that mean in terms of money? Because every day absence has a cost associated to it. You don't need the exact amount. You need a ballpark figure because that's what people are listening for in terms of, you know, because they want a bit of that for them. It's like, mm -hmm. how can you take that and come and do that for me? Because I've got an absence problem. Um, we then look at CV. So how do we create a CV? I'm not a fan of one CV. Um, I don't create a CV for my clients. I help them to do it. So it's like that give a man a fish and he eats for a day. Yeah, exactly. um, I teach them how to fish. So they eat forever. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan of the database CV. So every single application needs a different CV because even if your HR business partner, let's say you're applying for three HR business partner roles, they are all going to have a different nuance to them. So one would be much more focused on talent. One might be much more focused on, um, change programs, one might be much more focused on, I don't know, industrial relations, negotiating with trade unions, that kind of thing. Yep. They all need the same CV is not going to work for those three jobs, could through those three jobs, but it's where do you shine your spotlight? So I help my clients to, to figure out that as well. So their CV, LinkedIn date, LinkedIn profile as well. So yeah. one of the things I did in my last job at BA uh, was I worked quite closely with LinkedIn on creating our company pages as a talent attraction tool. So I can nice. kind of take all of that and bring that to my clients. So give them the secrets of what they tell the recruiters behind the scenes. Nice. Gosh. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very and then, comprehensive. You know, interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, interview preparation um, and then, you know, negotiating your offer. And then first 90 days. So it's almost like there's, there's almost like a set agenda each week that we follow. And, you know, we're really building momentum on that. If my clients are out of work and they want to, you know, really speed that up, then we can do that as well. But there's a almost a set structure. And if you, you know, if you follow the set structure, it just, you know, helps to take the mystery away from everything. Oh, no, I like that. And you've got this sort of schedule, this set structure as you say do you then talk through that 
with them each week or are they working on stuff away from the calls? How does that work? Yeah, there's a lot that they uh, that my clients kind of need to do. So particularly things like, you know, the the values. I've got everything as sort of templates and exercises for them. Um, so, uh, you know, they they get the the exercise, they get the the uh, the yeah the exercise the template the the achievements one is a big one so I usually give a couple of weeks for that that is a biggie but that is the foundation for everything and that will really as, as people start to almost go through their career history and figure out what they've done what they've achieved they get a real sense of where they want to be again yep. Yep. or not you know so that is that's a real um, that's a real in-depth kind of week there <laughs> on that point before we move on sometimes we use that in the consulting coaching programs for the hr consultants because sometimes you get stuck in a rut it's hard to get clients whatever and it's let's take a look back on some of the stuff you achieved when you were in-house think about the things you've achieved and the amazing financial or business impacts you produced as a result of your skills and knowledge and expertise and basically you've got it take this out to the world and offer it to more companies and yeah. when you look back at those achievements as i know you do with your clients it puts a, a bit of a spring in your step yeah i think it's it's interesting because very it, again it's this thing with HR people, which is I was just doing my job, or they're focusing on the kind of what they have delivered to the business in terms of a strategy or a program or a, you know, a, a redundancy program or, and it's like, okay, and then what? And it's almost like, let's, let me help you to understand the next bit of that, which is what the people you're selling to are listening to, listening out for, you know, they're listening out for. So you, you know, um, introduced a talent strategy to the business. What does, it's like the, so what question. So what does that mean? Yeah. What that means is I've reduced my time to hire senior people from over six months to two months. You know, I've created a warm talent pool. So we've got people who are ready uh, of the right caliber to join our organization when we've got the opportunities available. So it's all, it's almost just helping to translate the language of HR into the language of the business, because most of the time it's the business who are recruiting you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, that sounds like a very comprehensive program. And I'd say that it has life-changing impact on people because, yeah, they're stuck in, a, in an old path. And as you said, the one degree movements over time, they add up. And so they're, yeah. Yeah, it's great to get them realigned with their values and what they really want. What about you? When you made the transition, you talked about some of the redundancies you went through. How did you find the transition to actually launching your own business? I, f- it, <laughs> um, I was a little bit naive, I think. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It, it's interesting because I was um, on a workshop. So I'd been sent by the job center to this workshop. And this guy was great guy actually and we were talking about you know the types of businesses we were going to be launching and the one thing he said to me that really resonated with me was if you haven't got sales you haven't got a business and I suddenly realized that oh so I've got this great idea about how I'm going to help people and and what I'm going to do and you know logo is going to be and actually all of that doesn't matter what matters is you need to sell so it's so true it's like if you're not selling you haven't got a business and I just thought oh my god right that is the big thing for me so that was the real that was the real um, eye-opener I think for me in terms of right you've not got this 
wage, this salary that's landing in your bank account at the end of the month, every month, regardless of how hard you work or whether you've been on holiday, you know, it's now you're accountable for every single penny that comes into your pocket, a real mind shift. Oh, absolutely. And also, if you're not selling, then you're not helping people. So if you're a consultant, you're not reducing employee turnover or fixing morale here or there. And that comes back to yeah, actually winning new clients, making those sales. Yeah, so it's it's a common yeah. common issue. That's for sure. <laughs> How yeah. did you get your first few clients? I actually, I was uh, when I was in BA, I was on a judging panel. So BA sponsored these um, awards when I was down in Gatwick, working in Gatwick there, um, and it was like a dragon's den uh, oh. for young entrepreneurs. And I spoke to one of the guys who was on the judging panel, he's, he's very successful, runs his own um, businesses. And I just said, you know, can I pick your brains? Help me out. What should I do? And the one thing he said to me was, if you are a coach, it's all about relationships. I was like, yes, I agree. He goes, people need to know, like, and trust you. And they can't do that from a website. They can't do that from, uh, you know, a post on LinkedIn you need to be out there doing videos. And so that's what I did. I, that summer, I recorded 40, like, vignette, I suppose you call wow. them, like two, three-minute videos. 40. On, and I, four, four zero, I, I took the 40 uh, most common interview questions and I gave, like, a suggested response to them. Um, and I recorded them all in one go. And I posted one in the morning, one in the afternoon, um, on LinkedIn for 20 days. That would be like four weeks. Um, and that was how I got my first client because people were what people were waiting for them. It was crazy. <laughs> it was like a soap opera. Yeah. What, what were they on? Oh, so it would be things. I, do, it's, I, I keep thinking to dig this out, actually, because it, it was a really good series. So it would be the stuff that you would always be asked at an interview. You know, so the first one is, you know, tell me about yourself. Um, you know, tell me about a time when you have um, experienced conflict in the workplace. Tell me about a time when you have, uh, you know, ex- uh, experienced a, a, a knockback on a project or something like that. So it was kind of 40 questions that I kind of prepped when I was in the job market and tips on how to how to answer them. Yes, yeah, so must get that out. Man. And I have to ask, so how fancy were the yeah. videos? Lots of graphics and stuff, or was it just you talking to camera? What were they? Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm expecting it, fireworks and explosions and car chases as well, right? Oh, contraire. Oh, my. So <laughs> it, what, was, what was hilarious about this is um, on one day, I actually got three messages in my inbox. Um, one saying... Yeah, the the lighting is really bad. Um, another one saying, you know, you're why don't you put your phone down on something so you're not holding it? And then, and then a friend of mine sent me a link to a tripod, and I, oh, I was, they were, but they all arrived on one day. So I I, I think I cried, um, and I just thought I'm just trying to like, uh, get my business off the ground. Yeah. And there are all these people telling me. Oh, well, someone else. I think one. Yeah, one person said it was. I should have subtitles, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I still don't put subtitles on my no, videos. It's I a know lot of work. I should. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I know I should. I don't. Um, Mind you, if you ever want to laugh, no, yeah. for, for you or for listeners, if you ever want to have a laugh, record a talk and then get it subtitled, you know, just using these automatic subtitling. And, and you'll have a great time reading through the subtitle, as in <laughs> the stuff you've apparently said. Yeah. Success in business suddenly becomes syphilis in business and things, you know, just be aware of subtitles. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So no, my first videos were terrible. I mean, I was, I was literally, um, I had a, I have an office now. I was in my bedroom um, holding my mobile phone in front of my face um, and just speaking, like literally recorded it on my mobile phone. But what that proved to me is it doesn't matter. All of this, all of this other stuff, particularly when you're starting to build a business, it's superfluous distraction. It's about, getting your mess your message is the same i would have been saying exactly the same thing whether whether i'd be holding my mind up and shaking it around because i was talking or whether i had you know fancy lights and everything else you know the message is exactly the same and very often we kind of focus on all that other stuff rather than going well, what's the real message here so i'd rather watch someone who's got a shaky camera but who'd rather than watching somebody who's slick as anything and yeah. talking a load of hogwash. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Don't uh, let that stop you. That's what I would say. If you're thinking of setting up a business, just do it. And all the, you know, the improvements will come. You are an expert. Just get your message out there. It doesn't matter how. And you'll get those people kind of telling you, put subtitles, get better lighting, get a yeah. tripod. But just, just start <laughs> yeah absolutely that's great advice for anyone and any i don't know future plans for how you get clients is it more of the same any, any changes you'll be making yeah so linkedin is my bag actually a lot of my clients come from linkedin big uh, huge proportion of my clients come from there yep. um, i have done things in the past year like free five-day challenges where i've sort of taken people on a journey for five days and then at the end they have opportunity to work with me and that's been quite successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also worked on ebooks. So I've written an ebook about how to write your best SV. And I've got a couple of other ebooks in the bag for this year that I'm going to bring out as well. So it's nice. um, a lot of the same, really, but I've really honing in on the kind of one to one sort of VIP coaching because I just think that's. That's my zone of genius for people. Okay, so know thyself. You know what you're good at. You know what you'll produce yeah. the results in. Uh, the ebooks are they free or for for sale? What are they? They are for sale. So I price them at twenty seven. I think I will keep them pounds. By the way, I know you're an international audience. Mm-hmm. The GBP. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. They're 27 pounds. It's got to be something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the challenge, uh, I know some people sometimes think with a challenge, gosh, I'm going to give away all my best stuff. And so what's the point of a challenge? What, what are your thoughts on that one? I think, I mean, I give a lot away, a lot of stuff away anyway. So every time I, you know, get on LinkedIn and do a video, um, I'm giving away stuff. But I think no like trust. You know, there are some people who aren't able to pay to work with me um, and that's okay. Um, but I hope that they can get value from some of the stuff that I put out there. You know, I have a, I have a free Facebook group as well. I'm in there myself giving sort of free trainings. I bring in my network as well to do guest expert slots in there. So I've had people talking about um, a guy coming to talk about how to look good on video. Most interviews are on video nowadays. Yeah. Um, how to, uh, I've got a lady coming in who's talking about how to, how she's traveling the world with children and 
working as well. So wow. lots of different, you know, I'm bringing in my network as well. So there's a, there's a nice kind of energy there. But I think, think if you, if you're kind of, if you're holding on to stuff, I, I don't know, it's interesting. I'm, there's so much in the, in available anyway. Um, no, so I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I'm constantly do you feel that with it. your podcast? Do you, do you feel that you're giving away stuff for free? Too much? Uh, no, no. Um, I've generally of the believer, if you give away information, there's just so much out there and every single topic in any type of business or area of life, you can talk about something, but then you could keep deep diving into subtopics and subtopics again. So for instance, in marketing for HR businesses, let's talk about email, but what does that mean? Oh, well, why would you do email? What service providers, what kind of messages would you write? Would you write newsletters? Would you write in by and out by? You could talk about it forever. So no, I don't, I think the idea is to uh, have that content there, cast a wide net, but for your specific audience and then the paid services, they're far more structured and they'll get better results and faster. Yeah. I think it's the, um, I think very often it's the positioning yourself as a, as a go-to expert. I mean, when people, you know, I don't do discovery calls with people, which is what a lot of coaches do. I mean, oh, yeah. the thought of a discovery call makes me want to vomit in my mouth. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I, you know, that frustrated me when I was, when I was setting up my business, I was thinking, well, what does everyone else charge? And, coaches don't put their prices on their website which drives me crazy yeah, yeah. and it's like you've got to get on a call and you've got to go through this charade of you know dancing around your handbags and then after 30 minutes of free consulting inverted commas they'll reveal their price to you and it's just it's just like ugh, we all know what's coming yeah feel, yeah it just doesn't feel good it's like you know even if you go and buy you know an aston martin or a mini you know what the price is going to be. So put your prices out there. And, you know, if people can afford it, great. If they can't afford it, that's fine. Here's some free stuff or here's some lower price stuff. You know, go and you know, work on your CV yourself. Buy my book. Go and work on your CV yourself. If you want to do a, you know, a turbo call for 60 minutes, there's that option as well. Um, but, yeah, it's like, yeah, put your prices out there, people. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to talk about the actual prices you've got, but or 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 uh, you know the investment levels. But how did you work out your pricing? Gosh, that's interesting. I've um, I did at first start with this is what the market is, yeah, yeah, and now I think I know that I'm an expert in my field. I know that I know the type of results that I get for my clients. So I've now increased my prices because yeah. I, because I think what, and I'm, and I'm really clear about, you know, if you come and work with me, it's going to be, I'm going to get you there quicker. So what you're buying is speed yes, and, yeah. you know, and, a, you know, a, what you invest in me, you will more than get in a pay rise in a new job. So it's, it's almost like it's, it's almost what's the return on your investment more than how much does it cost? Yeah. And someone, again, in any field, they could go and watch a year's worth of YouTube videos and, and Google stuff on Wikipedia and try and work stuff out, or they could come yeah. and work with you and get the result they want, that access to the higher income bracket much sooner, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yep. And I think because I work with, because I have higher prices, because I, that means I work with fewer people. So the people who I do work with, you know, they have access to me, um, 
not on the weekends because we have boundaries, but from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. UK time, they have access to me. So if they've got a question or they're not sure about something or they want to have a quick call, they can do that. But if I was lower priced, I'd have to bring in more clients. I work with fewer people. So people get a much more um, much more VIP one-on-one experience. Absolutely. Sorry, I just had a little flashback to the Jerry Maguire movie. I think that's his premise, isn't it? Fewer clients, better service. Uh, do you know, it's a long time since I've watched that. <laughs> Classic stuff. You've left the HR world, but you're still working with people in the HR world. So what do you see coming down the road for HR and the world of work? And how do you think listeners should get prepared for these changes? Oh, my God. So I, <laughs> this is it's a big one. I, it's a big one. So I think since March last year, right? There's every organization has had three people at the heart of all of the decision-making. So certainly in the UK, we've sort of rolled out furlough, flexible furlough, changes to furlough, and people who've been part of that decision is this triumvirate of HR, finance, legal. HR professionals have got a real opportunity to sort of step into that space to really influence the business now in terms of how we bringing people back because i think we're you know certainly in the uk we've sort of got used to this working from home thing um there's talk about how as once we roll out the, va- the vaccine how do we bring people back into the office and i think it's going to be a very different kind of experience i don't think it's going to go back to what it was before yeah. i think people have realized you know that that they don't need to be in the office to do their job um, and i think hr are at the heart of influencing the business to think about, so how do we create a space for our people where there's a fair exchange of energy, you know, a fair exchange of, um, you know, it's almost like the psychological contract, you'd call it, um, in terms of, you know, how how can we still get you back to work with your colleagues whilst also having the flexibility to not come into the office every day. You know, when I worked at Leon, I had an hour and 40 minute, an hour and 40 minute commute each way, right? When you started it, so one thing, when my redundancy came, I was secretly relieved that I wouldn't have to keep doing this commute. Um, I guess it was my choice, but a few days a week would have been just a perfect thing. So I think HR and now there's an opportunity for them to be the ones who create that new world of work for their organization. Absolutely. Yeah, it could be it could be exciting. Who knows? I think it's coming, really yeah. exciting because it's almost mm. like let's, you know, create let's create the future. Um, you know, there's a there's a my husband actually his company they sent everybody home before the official lockdown and um, they've closed their office in shepherd's bush so for those of you outside the uk shepherd's bush is west of london very expensive part of town and um, they Isn't don't have an office Aussies anymore uh, yeah there's actually yeah there's quite a few Aussies <laughs> there um, yeah, but there's uh yeah it's a very expensive part of town and they have got rid of this office so they have wow. you know taken out a whole uh load of spend each month i mean they are in travel so they've had a big you know dip in terms of uh income but they're thinking about so what does the new world of work look like and i think that's really exciting place and hr right at the heart of that 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been fascinating and, and I love the structure you've got with your programs and the results you've helped people achieve in their, their lives and their careers. So thank you very much for sharing that. If people want to either get coaching from you or refer a friend, a partner, someone to you as a coach, or perhaps refer or partner up with you in some way, what should they do next? So my name is Jane Foray, and that's my that's my LinkedIn name. There's also my website as well. So it's janeforay.com. So it's just my name.com. You can click on the contact form there and reach out to me. But LinkedIn is the is my bag. It's where I am every single day at some right. point during the day. So Brilliant. just drop me a message on there and let's have a chat. Sounds good. So if you're listening to this on the go, we'll have the, the links and Jane's surname spelling for you in the show notes. <laughs> And uh, do you use special lighting now for videos or is it still uh, very earthy? Do you know what? I've got a, um, I've got a clip-on light that um, goes above my camera that oh. was £10 off Amazon and it yeah. does a great job. Now you're just showing off. <laughs> you don't need fancy stuff. <laughs> Brilliant. Jane, thank you very much for sharing your advice, your wisdom uh, and your experience with us today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, Ben. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.